When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Getty Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair. Gareth Hall returns, uh, well, Monday next week. I was going to say this time next week. I shouldn't try and ref- reference days because, again, no one knows what day it is at this period of the year. But it is a big race day and it's a big Wednesday. But we're going to kick things off uh, and head to the trots. It is the big Bendigo Pacing Cup this weekend. So make sure you do not miss the Garrard's Horse and Hound Bendigo Pacing Cup Saturday, January 6th, this weekend. Cannot wait for it. You can see all the action live and free on Trots Vision and Sky Racing. Darren Carroll, yeah, typically we get him on the line to bring us a few winners when it comes to the tipping side of things. But we'll have a quick look at the Bendigo Pacing Cup and the Maori Mile and then have a bit of a chat about all things harness racing uh, from a more expansive point of view. Darren's been good enough to jump on the line. Uh, D- DC, good morning. Morning, um, Josh. Yeah, it's an exciting period of time for harness racing at the moment. and um, Steps up at Bendigo this weekend and uh, a couple of classic races. These um, We might have been a touch harsh yesterday, Josh. Um, when we looked through the nominations, we said it probably wasn't a vintage cup, but I've had a bit of a closer look at it. And actually, four of the nine runners are Group 1 winners. Um, so... Probably a bit harsh. Yeah, well, we probably were. You're you're not wrong. We um, I guess we can be quick to judge and uh, quick to always, I guess, reference uh, these races against the very, very best versions we've Absolutely. ever seen. Which is probably not yeah. fair because those those races, those those incredibly memorable races, you know, don't necessarily come up every other year. It's you know, one in every ten, one in every five, maybe that that we see those epic types of races. And the other thing is, Darren, we don't know that it's not going to be an epic race until they actually run the race. They don't run these things on paper. They run them on the racetracks. Absolutely correct. Uh, I think there was a Ballarat Cup a couple of years ago that was an absolute vintage um, one that people talked about for the rest of the year, but we weren't expecting it. We were expecting a ho-hum. I can't remember who it was, but there was a short price favourite that got beat. um, Yeah, they talked about it for ages, but yep. I completely agree with you. Um, and this looks like a good race on paper, actually. So you've got Serge Blanco who's joined the pole. He's got the gate speed, and he's probably got the tactical um, now. So he's got decisions to make. Um, then you've got Hurricane Harley who trails him out. And um, then you've got horses like Beyond Delight and Max Delight's probably in you know, back to career best form. I just love the way he's going at the moment. 
What um, have you been able to, I know you'll probably assess the race more and more as, as things move along. Uh, have you have you been able to settle, I guess a, a speed map's probably the, the trickiest part early days. You've got Serge Blanco, who we know what his intentions will be. Maybe over the long trip, uh, they might be a little bit different. Our Vincent can go rock hard fit on the on the quick backup from that Echuca Cup win. This is clearly a big step up in, in grade beyond a light. We'll need to make a decision. Mark Pitt will either need to go forward or back. He does seem to have a, a pretty lethal finish on him when they save him up. And I guess Hurricane Harley's decision is made for him from, from that gate. And Max Delight, I guess we'll get a very good indication of just how good he is going if they if they send him forward from from that second row draw, then we know he means business. Otherwise, he's probably still a winning chance if he sits back and, and looks to, to finish off strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we talked about the depth of the class of the horse, but we've also got the depth of the class of the driver in this race as well. It's a, it's a who's who of Victorian harness racing to a degree. You've got, you know, Greg Sugars, Kate Grath, uh, Mark Pitt, Nathan Jack, you know, they're the the regulars, but then you've got the up-and-comers like Jack Law, Alan Tormey, Taylor French and Ryan Duffy, so you can see you know, an outstanding group. So that's what will make it a tactical race as well. But Ryan definitely holds the key to the race because uh, he's led and handed up uh, and his two cup victories were at Swan Hill and Yarra Valley. Um, so took the sit and then was too strong late. So whether he looks to do the same again, but who would he hand up to? Is that Vincent Kengo, who's up in class, as you said, um, beyond delight, will probably have a crack. Um, Max Dwight does get a good trail through, and we know Nathan's very tactical. So um, very, very interesting race. Um, I'm leaning towards Max Dwight at this stage. Uh, looks like he opened up about 650. He's into about 460. But the market is suggesting the same as us. It's pretty even. Um, Serge Blanco, Beyond Delight, Hurricane Harley and Max Dwight. There's nothing between them. They spread from 360 to 460. So the four of them in the market. So it just shows how even it is. Absolutely. And and they're the races we need in hardest racing, particularly in our biggest races. We need, you know, four and five dollars the field. It doesn't always happen, but when it does, uh, it's fantastic. And it certainly uh, encourages people to have a bet. In the Mary Mile, which is race number five, we do get a couple uh, back from the Inter-Dominion, which is great to see. Queen Elida and Mufasa Metro both back up from that into Dominion. So clearly both have come through that series in great order. But I think maybe, I don't want to speak for Brent Lilly or for John Justice, but perhaps these horses are now thinking, well, we need to find opportunities to win races that just believe he's not in. Yeah, I think so. Uh, she's just invincible at the moment. Or he's just invincible at the moment. Um, and uh, he's got that aura about him. So, yeah, you, you like to stick when you can. Um, interesting race, Josh. It's a Mary Mile, so it's uh, as the name suggests, it's run over the mile. But traditionally, the um, the sprint distance at Bendigo is run over 40 metres longer, which means that they're starting closer to the corner. So it gives a significant advantage to those drawn inside. Um, and it's a fairly even um, front row as far as gate speed is concerned. The quickest horse in the race is Masafa Metro, and he's uh, the poor horse has drawn second row, so he can't do much about that. Um, but it might be an opportunity for Chris Finocio to use um, RC Phoenix up early. So, yeah, I just think he's the one that's big odds at the moment. He was he opened 14s in the 850. I still think 850 is too big a price. Queen Alita um, is a dollar 30. In my opinion, that's a bit short. She'd um, need to be fine in the front to be a dollar 30 against these because I'm ready. Jet was back to super form last time as well. So, uh, interesting race. Um, but yeah, cracking. 
cracking race and cracking edition of the the, um, the contest. But I like Classy Phoenix at the odds. I like that. I like that. Some value there in uh, both races. For you, what did you make? Uh, I don't know whether you've forensically gone through the, the rest of the card. You've probably got plenty of other cards to get through uh, beforehand. But did you did you like the card overall when you had a quick glance? Uh, I've only had a quick glance at the other races. Um, it is a you know a card of good depth, so we don't have standout odds on favourites or anything like that for the night. So be a good competitive card, um, good racing, good full fields. So. Um, I think Bendigo will be wrapped with what they've got and uh, should be a really good night. So if you're around that area, get along. They do a great job at Bendigo, great facilities. Um, they, they cater well for you know a larger crowd as well. And, um, yeah, if you can, get there. Um, probably the start of many country cups that, that are on because we head to Cobram on Sunday as well. So I haven't seen the nominations for that yet, but it's notoriously a strong field too. Yeah, it's a busy time, and Bendigo, I can um, I can echo your sentiments that they do a great job. Uh, probably, you know, almost as good as any in 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 Victoria. So certainly get along and make sure you catch some harness racing because Darren, we need to support our sport, don't we? I know harness racing's been been great to you, and um, you know you 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 love it, and you're probably one of the the, the better ambassadors for it, but. Um, you know, whilst a lot of people are having time off and, and got opportunities to go to the races, we really need to make the effort to, to get up off the couch and, and, and get along and support the game. Yeah, there's nothing like, um, you know, you know, with any sport, there's nothing like having uh, an audience there to watch it for the participants. And I think it, it rewards their efforts and they put so much into the game. When they see a bigger crowd there, it um, you know, just makes it probably a little bit more worthwhile, I suppose, but, and just creates a good, good atmosphere. You know, I've been a couple of times lately. Um, Melton on New Year's Eve was a sensational atmosphere. Um, looking at some of the other crowds, even around different states, like um, Wheaton and uh, Albury and Minnetuka the other night, it's just fantastic to see that people are going along. Um, and, um, yeah, Bendigo will be no different this week. Are there one or two, this is probably a, an almost impossible question for you to answer, but are there are there one or two things that, that you can see, I'm thinking more so from a Victorian point of view at the moment, it's hard to, I guess, implement change across a, across a, a national structure when all the states work sort of independently, but are there one or two things you'd see or you can see in Victoria that you'd love to see changed? Is it the, you know, a lot of people talk about the rating system or whatever it may be, you know, the, the, the structure of prize money, are there one or two things that you can see or identify that you think could, could do with some tweaking? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm not a, um, a knocker of the rating system. I think um, the rating system's done a, an outstanding job as far as making us, uh, I suppose, race more and we have more races. Um, I know it's got some flaws and I agree with those flaws, but... I'm not a potter of the rating system. I think it's done a great job for where we were, say, five years ago. We certainly were in a position where we were, you know, having meetings with six races and things like that, but we don't see that anymore. Um, I just think we need to be probably a little bit better at the way in which we structure our meetings. Um, I'm not sure we need to have double headers. Um, I just think that's a bit of a distraction. I think maybe we race too much, Josh, um, which seems like a strange thing, but I think we need to make it... um, you know, our product, um, I suppose, a better product as far as what we've got, quality rather than quantity. Um, I just think that we need to be careful about where we race as well. Um, some of the tracks are more profitable than others. 
know, that might sound really harsh, but we're, you know, we're struggling at the moment. Who are the profitable tracks? And let's target those and race there more often. Um, I think Melton is an underutilised resource. We need to race there at least twice a week. And it needs to be common days. I'm massive on um, racing at the same places, the same times. Like everyone should know that Melton is Saturday night and Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday night is Melton and Bendigo or Kilmore is every Friday night and Ballarat is every Thursday, that kind of structure. I'd rather see that kind of thing coming. It's a long-winded answer to your question, Josh. No, I like it. I, I was, um, you know, particularly in the summer months, I used to talk to people in the industry about, you know, really going after, um, you know, twilight Sundays. And I know we do a great job with yeah. the, I guess we call them the second tier country cups and, and they have their place. But, you know, often, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a harness racing fan, but I, I, of those Sunday country cups, you know, Cobra I'll tune in sort of three minutes before the cup, watch the cup and then won't really watch much else. Now, maybe that's, that's on me and I need to just make the effort to watch a little bit more. But I think if it was a Melton, say of a, of a Sunday as well, if it was a double up, you know, I, I reckon I would sit there and I'd watch a little bit more. I'd consume some trots vision and you know that there's three or four really good races worthwhile. I think that's certainly something similar to, to what you're saying in terms of, you know, having, yeah. having known products, known quantities, wherever they sit in the week. And that's for yeah. those people you know, higher up than us to decide where uh, each race card and, 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 and those sorts of things should fit. But certainly having things that we can, you know, even the more casual fan than you and I certainly can 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 say, well, I know that, you know, Melton is on Saturday night, like you said, and I know it's on Wednesday night alongside the, the Metro Gallops. Yeah, I think expanding on that, I think um, it's the amount of time in which we can keep the audience involved and... Sometimes if they're like a 12-race meeting, we're expecting the audience to be involved for six hours, you know, mm. or five hours at least. And, you know, we've got a 40-minute gap between races and things like that. Uh, as you said, we need to make sure we captivate the audience and keep them involved and keep them wanting to bet on the product. And they're not going to do that if there's a 40-minute gap and they lose interest, you know. That's the modern society, isn't it? Um, test cricket is one of the few things that we can keep people involved and we're struggling with that. But in 2020, everyone wants short, um, sharp um, entertainment, unfortunately. Yeah, it's the way it is. Uh, everyone seems to want things to to take a, a lot less uh, time these days and Test Cricket is a great example of that. And I guess harness racing and racing in general is uh, is facing the same challenges. But we do have a fantastic summer of glory not far away. We're seeing... You know, the likes of, we spoke about this yesterday, Darren Mark Purden's sent, yeah. sending a couple or bringing a couple of forces, uh, Don't Stop Dreaming for the Bonanza, and then heading up for the Chariots and maybe a Miracle Mile, and then uh, Akuda's coming as well. So it does shape up for some of the things we want to see improved. This is the time of year where harness racing can really shine because we're hopefully going to have great weather and we're going to have fast racing and we're going to have great Group 1 racing. Yep, good competitive racing, and that's um, you know what people enjoy. And if we've got the stars of the sport um, all shining on the track, then it's a it's a big plus. Absolutely, and it all starts with the Bendigo Pacing Cup this weekend. Darren, thanks for your time. Um, I uh, I don't think you know, we didn't get you on for any tips today, but if you've got one or two you really desperately want to throw at us, we will accept them. I've got two at Madura, Josh. I'll just do them quickly then for you. Um, race four, number five, Pet Kitty. Really like this one tonight. Um, 
only a one run for this stable and it was um, an outstanding run, so really, really keen on it. And race nine, number six, Hungry Hogarth. Uh, I think it'll find the front from outside the front, which no easy task, but doesn't look like a quick front row. Both um, driven by Jack Law, so we'll put the pressure on Jack tonight. So they're the two, race four, number five, and the race nine, number six at Mildura. Beautiful. Come on, Jackie Law, get the job done for us. Uh, Darren, thanks for your time. and you. uh, We always appreciate it here on Getty Up and uh, love your views and thoughts on the game. Thanks, bud. Cheers. There's Darren Carroll. Uh, and as I mentioned, the Garrard's Horse and Hound Bendigo Pacing Cup is this Saturday, January 6th. Do not miss out. If you can get there, get there. If you can't, make sure you jump on to Trots Vision and or Sky Racing which are both live and free. Uh, do not miss it. It's going to be a fantastic race. We just went through the the big race. Going to be a nice competitive uh, event, most certainly. And just recapping those tips from Darren Carroll at Mildura tonight. Race four, number five, Pet Kitty. And then we go to race nine, which is the second last race on the card. A quarter past 10 tonight. Race nine, number six, Hungry Hogarth, both to be driven by Jack Law. Uh, make sure uh, you do make the effort to go along to Bendigo if you can. It's a great track, as Darren said, and I can vouch that for that for sure. It's 9.30 and news time. The SEN app. 